Hello, welcome. We're here with Susan Hopgood, who's the president of Education International from the country of Australia, where she serves as federal secretary to the Australian Education Union. Uh, thanks for being with us today, Susan. Pleasure. Well, EEI's World Congress this year, the 8th World Congress, has been focused on taking the lead, and the, the charge is in three parts that, uh, that you've uh, issued to the delegates, uh, to your colleagues. Is it fair to say this will, these three charges will be the, the main focus of EEI's work in the coming years? Now, educators and their unions um, have been increasingly under attack uh, whether it's the profession, whether it's public education, whether it's human and trade union rights, and at the heart of it all, attacks on democracy. So our theme of educators and their unions taking the lead has been is the perfect theme for uh, this moment in time because what it recognises is our past, our current and our future. It recognises that we've worked over many decades uh, to improve the status of teachers, to fight for quality public education, to stand up for democracy, to work with others in the global movements. But it also recognises that those attacks are increasing and coming at us and that for us to um, address, address those attacks, we do need to collectively take the lead and I think in that sense, what this Congress theme does, and the sub-themes, the sub-themes um, that we have spoken to, is our answer, if you like, our anecdote, our strategic um, direction um, for the next four years. Okay. Let's go through those themes one by one, if we could. Uh, the first uh, is advancing the profession. Um, uh, we all know what that means generally, but what are the implications of that work for the members of EI? Yes. Um, well, uh, through our collective voice, I guess, through the collective voice of, um, of our unions, our organisations, representative organisations, our teachers and education personnel have always been um, a, a very strong voice to stand up for the profession. We've played a crucial role in working to achieve uh, quality public education. But in terms of achieving quality public education, what we must have is a strong, well-supported profession, and that means addressing issues such as uh, teacher qualifications, whether it's pre-training, whether it's professional development throughout your career. It's about the status of teachers. It's about the, the pay and the working conditions uh, of teachers. And it's about teachers and, and education personnel having the professional autonomy to be able to play their role with their students and our young people. And so advancing the profession is critical to us achieving our ultimate goal of free quality public education for all. The second of the themes is promoting democracy and trade union rights. You have noted frequently that this is a, a difficult period for democracy. What is EI's role in the role of trade unionists in uh, promoting democracy 
these days. Um, yes, uh, it is true that we've we've spoken um, a lot over the last um, a few days about the attacks of democracy and actually where the world finds itself. They're broad attacks on democracy, but they're already also showing up in terms of uh, attacks on uh, democratic institutions such as trade unions. They result in violations of human and trade union rights. Uh, we find in very many countries the whole notion of a, of a democratic system, uh, democratic government is under threat. And we find in many countries, even where democracy exists, that that is um, being undermined by actions, particularly actions of, uh, of conservative governments. So we have a role. We've always played educators and their unions have always joined with democratic movements to fight for democracy, to fight for human and trade union rights. And so our role is no less now than it ever has been. In fact, trade unions, you could say, are one of the last bastions of those organisations that are actually there fighting what is actually occurring right across, across the globe. And so our role is critical. Our role is also critical in the sense that we have, as educators, we are educating the future generations and we must make sure that the future generations, our students who are the next generation who are going to take over, take the lead themselves, we must make sure that they're not only students who are educated in skills such as literacy and numeracy and science and geography and so on, but we must also make sure that they are students who are critical thinkers, who can become global citizens, who can make their own judgments about what is right and what is wrong and can therefore help shape the world in the right direction. Uh, you have, just staying on that same theme for a moment, you have spent... Uh quite a bit of time as representing Education International at the United Nations. Uh, does that continue to be an important platform for, for uh, democracy, trade union rights? Well, it does. I suppose that the one thing I would say is that we know that strong public education institutions are critical to be able to educate our children and actually promote human and trade union rights and democracy. And we also know that the way we can achieve that is to not only convince our governments, our own governments, that they have to do that within their own countries, but that globally countries must agree that we are working together for democracy. And it's through the United Nations and other global institutions that we can advocate these issues uh, to government, both individually and collectively, actually. So it's through that that we can actually carry out that advocacy role. And it's one that will remain a very important one. Well, speaking of the United Nations, uh, the third theme is quality education. The United Nations uh, Sustainable Development Goals are something that you and and Education International have been very active in promoting and especially achieving that goal for. Can you tell us a little bit about what has been occurring in the past several years regarding that uh, Mm -hmm. Sustainable Development Goals? Mm -hmm. Well, look, as everybody knows, you know, we went to the uh, last World Congress in 2015 having conducted a a very, very important global campaign to achieve a sustainable development goal, which was an education goal. And we did achieve that in 2015, and we ought to be very proud of the collective work of our unions and our teachers and education support personnel uh, on the ground. But, of course, achieving the goal is one thing. Achieving the actual written goal is one thing. Actually, getting it to come to reality is another 15 years, 2015 to 2030, and here we are four years on and we're still still a long way to making really good progress to achieve that goal. So, but the goal is so critical because, uh, you know, if we cannot have all governments, the, the global community, working toward achievement of every child having access to inclusive quality 
free public education. If we cannot do that, then all of the other goals will be impacted, all of the other goals. And so it is a really, it is a really critical goal. So our work must continue to remain very focused on achieving that goal and fighting against everything that works against achievement of that goal. That's staying on the on the the idea of uh, the sustainable development goals. Uh, I know you have a special uh, interest in climate change, which is a, also a sustainable development goal. I think you think it needs more attention globally, and you see a connection between the goal of climate change and the goal of quality education. Yes, there's definitely a connection. Um, yes, I, I believe it is you know the most urgent issue that um, the world needs to address, and um, and it's very clear it's not. You know, I say this, but so many people say it, that uh, too many governments have not taken enough responsibility and uh, are not acting uh, in a way uh, to address the urgency of the matter. Every day we see increasingly, we see the impact of global warming. And we see it in my country, we see it very definitely in my region, the Asia-Pacific region, where, you know, as we've spoken, uh, five of the, of the ten countries actually most in danger from climate change um, are. We see it in education because one of the impacts of climate change is increased catastrophic events, tornadoes, floods, all of the events which disrupt countries but disrupt populations and disrupt people in their day-to-day lives. You know, we've heard about uh, countries like Vanuatu, for example, where, you know, because of floods and typhoons, they've actually had to move people from one particular island to another for a period of time, totally disrupting education. For example, those children simply couldn't go to school because their children's disappeared. I mean, so because their, their schools disappeared, their, their, their teachers were moved to another place. They were moved to another place. And it's just a small example, but it, it, you know, every time we talk about climate change, every time we talk about the impact of climate change, it actually impacts on every part of people's lives and it has an impact on education and the future. But also uh, we know that uh, education is critical to us addressing the issues of climate change. We know that we have to convince governments that they must take action and take action fast. Far too often we see conservative governments taking us backwards. We must continue to move forward. And one of the ways we can do that is to make sure that we educate people about the impact of climate change. Climate change is a science. It's not that I believe in climate change, climate change exists and we must convince people of that and get them to join with us to advocate for change and advocate for governments to address the issues of climate change. One of the ways we can do that, of course, is to educate our own children about the impact so that they themselves are actually part of that generation that will fight for it. And they're already showing that, of course, because we've got the student movement already out in the streets in their millions, demanding government actually make change. We must, as educators, ensure that in our teaching, in our job, we actually bring the issues of climate change into everything that we do so that we can join with the movements to um, demand that climate change is addressed. So you see teachers having a dual role both as in, in the classrooms, in the colleges, and also in terms of advocacy as unionists and members of their communities. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that's the, um, uh, that, in, in a sense, that's the, the double duty uh, of teachers um, uh, that that of course we have our duties and our responsibilities as teachers educating young people 
Um, and that goes to the question that we've already been talking about, educating about democracy, educating about the importance of human and trade union rights and, um, and uh, educating about the attacks, uh, about making sure that our students um, have the skills to be able to themselves uh, understand the world around them and, uh, and make sure they understand the facts and understand when they are not being told the facts, in other words, when they're being told lies. We have that responsibility. But we have responsibility as trade unionists, as education unionists, to join with movements to demand change. And it is through that advocacy and that action and taking that lead that we actually can help move in the right direction. So finally, for the classroom teacher or other educator or support person, what are the practical implications of taking the lead? You just mentioned one of them, climate change. Um, as president of EI, what are you hoping that your members will do in the coming months and years on those themes? And, you, and climate change is, 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 a, is a critical issue. Are there, um, uh, what, are some of the, what are some of the ways that members can, can uh, put some of these, uh, these themes into action? Mm. Um, you know, for the, for the, if, if you go right down to the classroom, so for the classroom teacher, it's what they do every day. It's about modelling behaviour. It's about modelling working collectively and working with others. It's about teaching children about the world around them. It's about making sure that children, our young people, our students, uh, have the sorts of skills that are necessary for them to become global citizens. So individually, it doesn't really matter whether a teacher is taking a maths class or whether a teacher is taking a physical education class. Uh, all of those things play into their role as a teacher, and that's how they can take the lead. Uh, for us as unions, um, at, the, at the national level, um, we can take the lead by ensuring that we understand... Um, what our governments are doing around, for example, the SDGs. What are their government's priorities around SDGs? What can we do to advocate for our governments to, um, uh, to, to ensure that they are taking the necessary steps to achieve each and every one of those SDGs, but particularly SDG 4, of course, and all of the others which involve um, uh, education um, and women and equality and so on. Um, but we can also take the lead uh, by um, uh, educating ourselves um, about the world around us. So it's it, you know in a world where you know the the media is uh, you know in so many countries dominated by right wing organisations, where the paradigm seems to be that we can share fake news and lies. And that can impact on election outcomes. It can impact on how people react to each other and how people treat each other. In that sort of world, we, we as trade unions in the national context must take some responsibility and ensure that we understand what is happening around us and make sure that we have our own plans about how we can 
take the lead in our own country to progress the issues that we're talking about, advancing the profession, fighting for democracy and human and trade union rights, and also ensuring free quality education for all. And then, of course, globally, well, it is what we've been talking about at the World Congress, how we come together as a mass movement. We come together collectively. We have great power. We have 32 million members. We're represented in 171 countries, and we've got four, over 400 organisations. So collectively, we are a very strong movement and so we have the power to actually bring about change but we do it's in 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 the sense that we do must must know what we're going to take the lead about we must be clear about our priorities and i think that this world congress has helped us uh, be very clear about the ways in which we can do that to get the latest global education news and advocacy subscribe to ed voices on your favorite podcast app or anytime on soundcloud And as always, tell a friend, spread the word, and please give us a review on iTunes. Bye for now. Bye.